Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Welcome back to the Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And today... It's, we got a smorgasbord. We uh, do. You know, uh, so let's, we'll start so with the we, first thing We had here. put a call out in the last episode. If you have something you'd like us to try on the show, send it over. Yeah. So today we have cigars. Yeah. We have whiskey. We have more whiskey so, and even more so whiskey. Our, exactly. So our um, our boys up north, eh? A uh, in in Canada, a a they uh, sent me some cigars, a and uh, whiskey for us to try. Yeah, and actually he sent this a little while ago, but he we did. wanted to get yeah. on this and try it. Um, I've not seen this cigar other than on his review channel. His name's Luke Blanchard. Shout out to him. We'll get drinks going. Yeah, in a my minute. sticks thirty five millimeter. Yeah, and um, so he does reviews, and this is one he really enjoyed. Uh, it's Santos Miami. Um, I know nothing about this, so we're going to give this a shot. And then he also <laughs> gave us. A couple of pours, and I'm not sure what this one is. It yeah, says it's a Canadian, Canadian Club Classic 12 year. So we'll find out how Canadian whiskey is today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's one of our fun things we're going to be doing today. I also brought a uh, dusty pour. Didn't I tell you to clean your room? That's dusty. <laughs> Do we want to go with the dusty first? Um, we probably. You know what? Let's do a cold draw on this. Okay. See what it's doing, and then we'll get into the dusty pour. Okay. So we have that. We also a couple other things we got going today. Um, we've got the these two bottles on the table here. That was a trip that that Will Breed and I and um, Steve Strabbing and the crew from Indiana Small Batch went down, and we blended some of our own bottles. So this is a this is a blend that I created down there. Um, really like it. So yeah. we'll see how much Isaiah likes it. His and I palettes sometimes match, sometimes don't. So we'll find out. So far, everyone's loved it. This normally it, so. I can admit, like, oh yeah, that's good. That's just not my jam. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. But uh, no. So on this cigar, it has a slight fruitiness to it. It's almost like dried apricot and uh, some hay on uh, the palate too. Just on the cold draw. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is a. It is a light fruit hay. Yeah. I can so, 100% see why you're saying apricot. Yeah, so these say uh, Santos de Miami or Miami from uh, Jameson Cigar Co. So we'll be intrigued to get into this. Yeah, I'm excited but, to try it. And um, Luke, if you are listening to this one too, you know, you'll have to um, tag in the comments of anything that we post out on the show. Yeah your review of this cigar too so people can read um, more about sorry it. we took so long on this i forgot we had them yeah that was that was my fault i put them in the in our i put them in the back of the humidor thinking oh i won't forget them here and <laughs> we forgot them so so today's dusty pour is a brand that most people don't like oh, or okay. a brand that most people have some sort of issue with okay who's that so today we are diving into a um, 90 proof pour of George Dickel. Okay. From 1964. So, because we do know Isaiah likes a little Dickel in his mouth occasionally. You do too, occasionally. Oh, I do. I do. Um, I do. 
Little ones get lost in what? No, never mind. Oh, man, that's got a beautiful nose. So yeah, sweet. Yeah, it's fruity. It's almost banana. Um, like banana runts. Yeah. Uh, there's also a slight cinnamon on there, like a that's spicy That's a fruit cinnamon. cocktail, man. There's way more fruit than just banana. Yeah. And how old is this? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like, the, the bottle came out in 64, so... Wow. Okay. Yeah, that is super fruity. It's very fruity. The fruit's really heavy on the finish. Yeah. Uh, the beginning is a little kind of, I mean, a little dusty. A little on the dusty. Beginning. Yeah. It um, definitely does that uh, almost signature mothball. It does. Thing. It does. That's, but that's it ends with for. almost a, uh, a ton of fruit. Like a pear syrup. You yeah. Know, like the, the syrup in the canned pears. Yeah, this is probably the first Dusty that you and I have done together on the show that I've said, oh, this one tastes old. Yeah. Um, on the beginning. On the yeah. end, it's all fruit. But this one definitely tastes old. Yeah. And yeah. It's not totally a, a bad thing. You just no, not have to like that signature Dusty note if you're going to get down with this. Pour. Now, Dickel has a... A good, I mean, they kind of have a dusty thing going anyway, that mothball thing, don't they? Or am um, I thinking of something else? Ish. A lot of people associate their bourbons and uh, stuff with more like Flintstones vitamins, almost a chalky That's thing. That's what you say, yeah, yeah. Which I think can uh, translate into some of what we're experiencing here because it still is kind of that almost dry, like a dry chalky, chalky thing. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, that's exactly what it is. It's Flintstone vitamins for me with the fruit finish. Which is just funny because, like, uh, that's a modern-day tasting note thanks to most whiskey tube, and it's, like, still present on, uh, on, on, on this. And everybody associates that with, like, the orange Flintstone vitamin, like yeah. that fake orange thing. And, I can uh, definitely see that. I cannot believe that uh, that's the way they've always been. (laughs) And they never made an adjustment. No. uh, But you got to think, like, when when this came out, nobody drank whiskey. Right. Like, people, (laughs) this was, uh, I don't totally remember where I got it from, but I'm pretty sure it came from a decanter that was shaped like a bowling pin. Okay. Um, I don't remember whose decanter it was, and, but I do remember seeing a picture of uh, this decanter okay. from this. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really digging going back through the history a little bit on some of these because, you know, like this one here, you know, back whenever this was made, yeah. you know, 50s, 60s, whatever. Um, I'd imagine like a lot of the stuff that's, that's older is normally in that eight to 12 year mark. Like, right. You don't see a lot of four to six year like you do. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because you know, they probably were going for some of these kind of fruity notes, that Flintstone vitamin thing, because they were trying to up the flavor notes of just medicinal whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. Um, so, I mean, they did a good job. I'm, I'm just kind of shocked that they didn't do a little pivoting down the road, maybe make something different and special, but <laughs> But, you know, they have a following, so people like it, and it's good to go. The other thing is, is um, I don't know when they were 
acquired, but George Dickel in in the Cascade Hollow Distillery, or if they've always been part of the Diageo company, um, uh, notoriously their barrels go over for um, like Lagavulin. Lagavulin ages in ex-George Dickel barrels. okay, okay. Um, I think almost that they have crafted this brand to taste good for the scotch that they'll sell for more later on. They're probably making way more money on that end, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. And Lagavulin is special. So, Well, cool. You want to get lit up or you want to go ahead and well, let's go ahead and uh, pour first? Let's go ahead and get lit up on this. Okay. Oh, this is the Santos de Miami from uh, Jameson or Jameson. I don't know. Cigar Co. Once again, I think both Rob and I are lighting on the Julius, mm-hmm. um, which has been my my favorite lighter since I've gotten it. And I never thought I'd be a soft flame guy. But even sitting out by the fire, I just recently got a solo stove, so I've been burning a lot of fires out on my back porch. Like, just sitting out there with this, like, it just makes... I think it just makes the smoking experience even slower. It does. I'll tell you, I love that one too. And this that's one of the reasons why I ended up getting this Zippo with a soft flame insert. And um, a soft flame butane insert. Soft flame butane, yes. And it's actually um, become my favorite little carry lighter. So Yeah, absolutely. Probably fits in your coin pocket. It does. Yeah. A little bit better than the Julius. Julius is a little bit big. I don't really ever put my lighters in my pockets unless I'm uh, like at a tasting event or something like that. Yeah. Most of the time they're in a bag. Like even when I come to the shop, I'm most of the time bringing a backpack. Um, Well, lately it's been mostly for the podcast. So I'm bringing a backpack. Yeah. Um, Well, I was not expecting this to be as spicy off the beginning as it is. Yeah. It looks a little lighter, so I was expecting to be a little bit lighter, but it's got a nice heavy pepper on the tongue. And it tastes Habano. <laughs> like it uh it's just kind of those signature Habano yeah, baking spices um for me. Uh, I do like it though. Yeah. It's very good. It's um definitely got that kick of the red and black pepper on the retro hell in on the tongue. Yeah, on the retrohale, it almost has like a wheat toast note as well. Yeah, Um, I'm even getting that on the back of the tongue right now after sitting on it for a minute. I like it. So, Luke, thank you, man. I'm going to have to check into this cigar because that's actually really good. Let's get into some of our Canadian club here. Canadian club. Perfect. Thank you. So Luke said, um, as far as I remember, he liked this pairing of this cigar in this in this whiskey. So this is Canadian Club 12. I don't remember the proof. I don't think he wrote it on either of these. Being Canadian, I would almost ex- expect it to be in that 80, 90 range. But who knows with it being 12 year what it is. Yeah. On the it's nose, ca- you get a lot more of those... Kind of vanilla, and there's almost yeah. there's a pretty heavy rye presence on the nose. See, and I was thinking, leaning into even almost not quite caramel, but that kind of that leaning of the vanilla. Yeah, yeah. 
a lot more, lot more nose on it than I would have expected on yeah, the ones Canadians I've had before. On the palate, it drinks a little lighter. Yeah, so that's definitely probably an 80 proofer. Definitely. It, it's almost butterscotchy. It is. Like that vanilla, those, those really uh, um, dark sugar notes. Yeah, which he is right. It goes well with that cigar, too. Um, definitely lighter than I know what we typically would would drink. Yeah. But for someone that likes something, uh, first drink of the night or, um, you know, you're a lower proof guy. Yeah. Or you're a scotch or Irish um, guy that likes that little bit lo- in the 80 to 90 proof range. I, I dig it. Well, I think this cigar works particularly well with it because the... It's not doing a whole lot for the front palate. So, like, on the front of your palate, a lot of what you're getting, or, like, the first thing that you recognize um, on tasting the cigar is mostly that toast note. Yeah. So, you get into this, and it adds some sweetness. And yeah. then the second thing with the cigar is, like, those baking spices, that the, the those pepper notes. So, it's, like, it's really adding something here. It's it adding really a is. sweetness that this cigar... Uh, almost needs. Tell you what, man. Take a sip and then take a, a puff. I get peach marmalade on toast. Not the heavy peach, just the yeah. peach marmalade. Yeah, I could see it. Or some kind of a fruit on toast. Yeah. That's really a nice combo. It is. Yeah. Um, Luke, you're going to have to get your butt down here and get on the show with us. Well, we yes. could actually call... Speaking of which, you yeah. and I need to have a conversation about Jackie's eye can. She's wanting to come on the show. We need yeah. to get her on. Yeah, so let's do it. We need to do the the test of the call in to make sure it works. Okay. So, because um, she's going to come, so Jackie's going to be doing a sensory training in here the first of the year. Yeah. So it'll be a ticketed event. Um, it's going to be probably 125, 150 bucks, something like that. But she brings all the all the sensory equipment with you, your tastings, your smells, everything together, and and just puts on a show. So, be a good time. This cigar almost plays in the same range as the Pisinestasia, um, the original one does for me. Or it's, a little stronger, yeah, but definitely in the same notes. Yeah, yeah. Like I could totally enjoy this cigar with coffee yeah. in the morning. Or uh, actually. That last puff reminded me a lot of the Mill DS. Yeah, I can see that. Um, just what it the roof of the mouth. The roof the of the mouth is for me. I'm just getting that roof of the yep. mouth kind of Mill DS thing going. I'm digging it, man. Thanks a lot, Luke. Yeah, you're the man. Thanks, man. All right, you ready to see what's in the magic box, or you want to I try guess. these first? Let's see what's in the box. Eh, nah. Let's try. Um, let's try Will's cocky Wolverine juice. Is that what he called it? That's what it's called. So, Will is a graduate of Michigan, huge Michigan fan, and he blended this bottle. Um, It's 117 proof. Um, Leaning a little bit more in the the rye world. Um, But, you know, being a a college football fan, he had to call it cocky Wolverine juice. Yeah. Especially in the household that he lives Mm -hmm. in. Yeah, because his uh, wife's an Ohio State grad. Yeah, it definitely smells like rye. Yeah. Uh, is it a rye whiskey or is this a bourbon? These are bourbons. Yeah. Yes. 
has some of those brown sugar cinnamon qualities. Yep. It definitely almost, and don't take this in a bad way, but it's a eucalyptus-y type rye spice on the nose. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was the, the brown sugar thing was something we really, we really picked up together. I even get a little bit of that almost eucalyptus kind of on the back of the palate. Yeah. Um, the finish, That's one I wasn't picking up before. The finish is uh, long, long and uh, drying, but not in a bad way. Not, not drying not, like the one we had recently that we were just... Gosh. This is no, more of like a, that. just a very mild drying. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's not that heavy viscous sit on your tongue, but it just... It just kind of leaves with uh, very little oils on your on your tongue and leaves you a lot with that brown sugar and almost rice spice characteristic. There's a little bit of oak presence here, but yeah, yeah. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, I mean on the on the front of the palate, it kind of leans into some of those uh, more vanilla and brown sugar characteristics. So. Yeah. That's yeah, fantastic. I thought he did a great job. Good job, Will. Will's always looking for a little bit of um, clout. Pump up, you know. He needs it. And this one is the one that I did. Not near the rye, which is not my palate typically. So this one was a was a tribute to our collaboration with the indie fuel so it yeah. says let's go fuel and got the fuel topper on it yeah absolutely tatered out proof, tatered out yep tatered out so this one has a blend i think his had a blend of six or seven barrels mine was a blend of five yours has a little bit more red fruit on the nose it does it yeah. leans into some of that uh almost dried cherry or raspberry quality yep. this one i remember had trying to remember if either his or mine had any of that green river barrel in it it also has a little bit of that corn husky quality and not in a bad way but no. almost like cornbread um, yeah these corn were definitely pudding. more corn forward and vanilla on the nose mm -hmm. <coughs> bless you <laughs> Hey, Rob's over here losing his life to a bourbon he made. <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't take a breath when you're trying to I wouldn't. I wasn't planning on it. <coughs> Damn. All right. What you thought? I think Will did a better job. Fuck you. <laughs> I do. I like Will's a well, lot we knew better. you would. <clears throat> he probably liked the one that the club, <clears throat> the group picked even more because it was definitely leaning on the heavy rye. Well, I think yours is spicier than Will's. Mm -hmm. It is. I uh, I like the mouthfeel of Will's better. The flavor, <clears throat> the, the flavor on both of them is great. I don't think anyone made a bad, <laughs> a bad bourbon. This one leans more towards the, the fruit, and the um, that little bit of the um brown sugar yeah. in there. Yeah. Which I I like. That's why I think yeah. I liked it so much. Seems like you kind of tried <clears throat> to make our Elijah Craig pick. 
What's that? It's, it tastes like you went for the same profile as our Elijah Craig pick. No, no, because I wasn't. Because I mean, I feel like our Elijah Craig's more of that vanilla cream soda caramel thing. Where it this has one, a, don't lot get a lot of, of that. red fruit on it. <clears throat> it does, but I, I get more of the vanillas and stuff out of the yeah, yeah. Elijah Craig pick. <clears throat> Damn, I know that's good, Rob. It drinks above its proof, though. Mm-hmm. It drinks hot, not in a not in an ethanol young youthy way, but it does. If you were to ask me what the proof is, I would guess like one twenty seven all day long. Yeah, one nineteen is where that one has. Well, that one is. So, all right now. I mean, any news or anything we need to talk about right now? Any news in my life? Not that I'm able to share quite yet. Are you pregnant? Yeah. Are you? No. Well, I mean, not you, but Victoria pregnant? No, she's not pregnant. She's not pregnant? Oh, we're still both virgins, Rob. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's a joke. Didn't figure out the whole honeymoon thing, did you? No, we were bad at that, man. Bad at sex or bad at... <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely not bad at that. <laughs> hey, practice makes perfect. Hey, yeah, you know everybody asks us when we're gonna have some kids. My only response to them is, right now we're just practicing. Exactly. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice. Um, so, in massive, huge news, something I know you are gonna be extremely excited about. Yeah. Michael Bublé now owns a whiskey brand. I saw that today. Yes, it's called Fraser and Thomas. Yeah. And cuz when I think of Michael Bublé, I, I think, think of Fraser and Thomas. And whiskey. And and, and whiskey. whiskey. The smooth sound of Michael Bublé. Not bow ties or Christmas. Um, the the brand describes its liquid as a North American whiskey as it blends both Canadian whiskey and Kentucky bourbon. So it's got Heaven Hill um, <clears throat> blended, it's blended and bottled at Heaven Hill, and it's going to start at eighty-four proof. Yeah, I it. heard the SRP on that was around thirty bucks. Hey, you know what? Good so for him. I was uh, happy to hear that. I mean, if they're using Heaven Hill juice, and I'm not sure where they'd be getting it from Canada. Yeah, there's a million. I'm not sure if that's actually Canada. something you should be blending together, but but I guess it fits him. So I don't remember who the who the blender was on it, but they did have a pretty good blender on that project did they i was impressed by them doing it at heaven hill because people BBC. don't just like go to heaven hill <clears throat> no. make their own blend and have it bottled like, i guess that's if not, you're a big dog and someone like buble shows up and says hey you might want to say okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it's not like there's any publicity going to happen on that one yeah yeah, but he's, uh he's going to be walking around with a bottle on the stage getting hammered while he's singing the sweet sounds of Buble. I don't even think so. Like I have never <laughs> thought about whiskey when I've thought Michael Buble. Like I've never thought about music when I thought about <laughs> Michael Buble to be honest with you. My uh argument to anyone who's like a big Michael Buble fan is I'll be like name his famous songs. And they always name like his top and it's like, yeah, he's not famous for any of his own music. Nobody cares about his own music. Yeah. They only care about that one Christmas album he did. <laughs> he is a seasonal artist, like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. Except he's somehow more cringy. <laughs> more cringy. I love it. I love it. All right. You ready for your special surprise? Yes. Yes, and, I am. And you did call it. 
It's Ooh-wee. the cellar aged. Cellar aged. And it is from Will Breeden. He Amen. gave us, he said we can have the first pour off of it. So I told him we'd leave at least an inch or so in the bottom of the bottle for yeah. him. Well, we, we went ham on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really kind of killed his William LaRue Weller bottle. Yeah. Um, but that's I, what it was for. This it, one's it not was. for that. Yes, this was I for know. tasting. I know. <laughs> I know. I, uh, this is the most uh, whiskey nerd thing that I will probably ever say on this show. But I had a dream last night that Meyer marked Celerate. They had two Celerages on there. And I it, <laughs> on the shelf. For 35 bucks a piece. <laughs> they were 45 a piece, and I bought them both and drank them both. Well, yeah, you should. But it was all in my dream. I will probably never see a cellar aged. I care. He didn't tell me shelf. where he got it. He may have said something, but I don't remember where he said he got it. But yeah, this is one I know Isaiah's been geeking out trying to get really bad. Oh, I'm just <clears> a, <throat> a maker's fanboy. Yep. There you are, Rob. Thank you. Thank you, Will, for uh, letting us crack it. And try it. Um, this is uh, hopefully this is a, a really special pour. And it's not a screw top. That's and even it's better. not a screw top. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a blend of 11 and 12 years. It is predominantly 12-year product. The side of the bottle says 87% 12-year product. And I don't know what the proof was. The proof. The proof is uh, 115.7 proof. Okay. So, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. It definitely has the uh, maker's nose to me. Yeah, I mean, it is, <clears throat> that is super woody for makers. Like, it, it is distinctly makers. Yeah. It does that brown that sugar, oh, that kind of cream thing. cheese frosting that I, that yeah. I love. And uh, still, like, a ton of wood, which is... Very nice. What did you say the ages were on it? Uh, 11 and 12. Okay. It's, it's 87% 12 year. Okay. Okay. It's got a nice nose. Mm. Could but that make you a maker's Best makers fan? I've had. <laughs> I think it's the best makers I've had. In a, I mean, period. That's the best makers. I, I would drink that in a heartbeat. That is delicious. Yeah. Wow. That is that, wow. is that is really good. Um, Dang, that is so good. Mm. Kind of disappointed I gave myself a short pour on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need more. No, that's really so good. So at the front of the palate, you get a lot of that oak uh, presence, but it's not tannic and unbalanced like some of the pours that we've had recently yeah um it leans into some almost blackberry notes uh like brown oh, sugar yeah, and, and some blackberry and then it almost finishes cobbler. yeah it finishes again with um almost that black pepper oaky presence um it just the signature maker's mouth feel on that that kind of oily viscous thing it's not melted butter but it's pretty close yeah for sure i i'm in love with this i, I you too. know this is and this is gonna sound like a really tatery thing to say this is what i wish um pappy 15 tasted like because I, I would you. take this over a 15 i got you 
all day long. And by the way, we are jumping into a second cigar because yeah. we needed to promote a little bit about this finally. The Knuckle Sandwich, Maduro's, we've got a few more back in stock. Um, it was a long time coming, but we got Robustos and a few Toros in right now. So we also have the Corona Gordas still. Um, but we want to definitely smoke these today too, and we'll be double fisting here for a while today. Yeah, heck yeah. I love that. Thank you, Will, for sharing that with us. Yeah. That is a... Uh, that's delicious. That's a great way to finish off the, well, I, the drinks for the day. The thing about that is, is it does not... To me, it is still not something that I would like. Oh, maybe I would. I think at this point, I would probably try and find some trade bait and get one that way. But it's not... Like BTAC level, it, it's not. A, it's not far from that for me. Really, I this yeah. might be the best weed I've ever had. Wow, better than William Larue? Uh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's yeah. the best. This is one of the best. That was the best. Yeah, this is very impressive. Now, I would be curious, and maybe we should have started with this first to try it on a fresh palate. Because we've drank through some other stuff too, um, but I mean, this is viscous. It it's mouth watering. It is. I mean, it makes it, it leaves your palate wet when you after you drink. And I know that sounds weird, but it's it is more mouth watering. I love it. No, I I do take that back. I would take this like if you told me this was an entry into the BTAC line. Like I've had. George T. Stags that are way worse than this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I've had some Stag Juniors that I think this is better, and I love Stag Juniors. Yeah. So. And the, the thing is, it drinks way below its proof. Mm-hmm. But it has the viscosity and the mouthfeel, and I'm, dude, I'm in love, almost, dude. Co- this is like a cocktail in a glass with the fruit yeah. level and... There's just so many flavors going on in this. This is the thing that I I think newbies miss in modern whiskey is just that refined oak characteristic. And I think that's part of the reason that like some of some of the brands are able to put out things that are so tannic oak because a lot of people haven't tasted products like this. Right. Like that's the reason I fell in love with some of those older Knob <coughs> Creek store picks that that were in that 10 to 15 year range right. like they have that same refined oak characteristic it's not tannic it's a lot of the times in balance with the rest of the sweetness with the rest of the profile and this is it like oak is one of the main tasting notes on this right but it it's not dry you out oak no and it's not sawdust no. it's flavor yeah well and that's the thing too is like you know these are all made oh not all of these but i mean we're talking about the BTAC line, you know, the Maker's Mark, Heaven Hill, all these brands. They're all in Kentucky. So the weather changes between distillery to distillery really isn't that much. Yeah. It'd be interesting to do a scientific pro, you know, process here of whiskeys aged from eight to like 15 years. Yeah. Because like, you know, like at least my, my thoughts is, that Elijah Craig C923 being almost, you know, 13 and a half years, almost 14 years, whatever it was. Um, 
it was too oaked. It was way over oaked. It's yeah. like, is the magic number 1112? Yeah. Or is but there another they, number that they might put be magic? This in a, they legitimately put this in a cellar okay. after the six-year mark. So it didn't get that heat exchange, heat exchange no. cold so, exchange. And gotcha. it, it's really, uh, they did it uh, in celery. a more gentle oaking process. And uh, Buffalo Trace has temperature-controlled rickhouses that they will put their longer-age product in. Once they hit a certain mark, they know in Kentucky we cannot pull off a 15-year, a 17-year. Which uh, may be why that C923 being just up in a rickhouse, more than likely, was <laughs> Definitely over-oaked. up in a rickhouse. Well, I mean, you look at the color on this. It's, it's, it's not, dark. It's but dark, it's but not. it's not crazy dark. I mean, that yeah. stuff Will's got right there or, that we had in Will's is way darker at a lot younger process. It really so. is. Yeah. I, I'm in love. That's fantastic. That is so good. Again, best makers I've ever had. Like if you, if you told shot. me this was a Parker's Heritage release, I'd be. I'd just say duh. Yeah. Like absolutely, it yeah. is. Um, it, it is a lot more of the Heaven Hill profile than it is the Buffalo Trace profile to me. Like if you told me this was Heaven Hill, I'd say yeah. But totally. it's but it is distinctly makers. You can. Tell. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I mean, but it definitely. Like I said, you, you, I mean, you guys know this. I'm not a, I, there's not been a maker, so I'm like, I love, you know, I'm, yeah. even like the BEP, which I know you like a lot. Um, yeah. By the way, if you want to trade a bottle or something, you let me know. <laughs> um, I'm, I wasn't a fan of it. This one here, I would, I, I will seek this out. If I could, if, if I can find one of these, I will try to get one of these. That's, yeah, that's good. This is a celebratory pour. This is a crack it on your birthday, crack it on your anniversary. Crack it on a normal Tuesday morning. On a normal Tuesday because you're yeah. celebrating life. Exactly. Yeah, yes. totally. Um, thanks again, Will. This is this is great. This is legitimately great. All I'm hearing here is the rest of our need, listeners need to step it up. That's what I'm getting. I did hear that. I did hear yeah, that. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. Lisa said it. Lisa said it. I'm, she said it back there. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's just speaking the truth that everybody's thinking. Exactly. The truth that everyone wants to hear. Hey, the judge is here. (laughs) Both of them. (laughs) Both of them. Retired and not retired. Yeah. That's a... Man, that is so good. And that is going perfectly with this knuckle sandwich Maduro. I have found that, like, the cast strength makers typically do just go well with cigars. Yeah. I, uh... I think they offer something special, but this in particular. Oh. I'm, uh, and your mouth just waters. It does. I've, I've been going on this way too long. No, no. <laughs> it's, uh, as you can tell, we're impressed. Yeah, it's, it, this one is definitely one that I will be seeking after. Of course, I'll never be able to get it in the bar here, but no, uh-uh. I'm sure it's probably all out in the wild by now. Oh, it's all in people's houses by now. Mm-hmm. So these uh, on the secondary market are fetching that 500, 550 mark. Dude, I can tell you this, this, this could go up a lot more. Once people get, if there's, I don't, I haven't seen any reviews of you. I'm sure there's gotta be a bunch of them out there. Everybody called it a pappy killer on, on YouTube. The thing was, is, uh, I would take it over the pappies that I've tried. Especially for Um, the dollars that pappy goes for. Yeah. But the thing is about it is that it's still 
distinctly makers and there's a lot of people in the whiskey world that do not like the maker's profile i i saw people that waited in line to get this bottle at the maker's distillery that tried it and said i am so glad i tried it i would have been pissed off if i cracked open my bottle really yeah they didn't yeah. like it they didn't like it what like, the hell it, the maker's profile is not for everybody it's it, not it's, it's not, not for me it's not for you this is not but this the is, traditional maker's profile to me this is it's pretty way close better. no it's pretty close i'll go back and grab that bep and we'll do that next you know for science <laughs> for science yeah yeah those will be different though because that bep is probably between the six and seven year mark or this is at a minimum 11. Which that, maybe that's it. Maybe just, they for me, they just need to age it longer. Yeah. But Makers typically is uh, chasing after a profile that's sweet and smooth. Yeah. Like this is not their, not their typical profile just because it does have almost that spicy rope quality. Right, right. Makers was made with whiskey at... Just because it or made with wheat because it's so much sweeter, yeah, and smoother, for whatever that means. Then then a then a uh, then a bourbon that's predominant second grain is rye. Well, I think that's what's funny too is like I really have been kind of I haven't enjoyed wheat yeah. for a long time, and I think a lot of that came from you know the Weller line, not Larue. Larue is its own animal. I'm talking about just like the the regular special reserve, the 107, any of those. I wasn't a big fan of those. Yeah. Um, but getting into some of these special age ones and stuff, I'm I'm really digging the the wheats a lot right now. Well, and I haven't even been a fan of uh, like Weller 12. It never really blew me away. Some of the Weller foolproof picks are really good. Yeah. But it's hit and miss. Yeah. And, I've had you, two Weller foolproofs, and I didn't really care for either one of them. Yeah. Now I will tell you the Larceny B five twenty three we got up there, absolutely delicious. Yeah. Um, foolproof for them that 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 is actually another weeder that I like a lot this year. So, God, just even on the back of the teeth, it's just like licking the candy off the back of the yeah. teeth. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is just sweet oat candy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I do, too. I absolutely love it. So um, something in the works right now, and we're on a, a text chain right now with um, Jake from Crown Heads. Yeah. December the 8th, we're doing an event with Jake. And uh, Angel's Envy is going to come. Angel's Envy, heck yeah. If they can work it out. They're working on it right now. Okay. So we're going to have Angel's Envy and, and Jake here from Crown Heads doing an event. So you know what that means. Whiskey and cigar. Oh, yeah. So Those we'll have two. all the blood medicines. So you guys will be able to come in here and buy a box and get a four-pack or whatever, five-pack, whatever they are, of the Absolutely. blood medicines. Um, so those those always go quick. Um, but that's going to be a fun event with Jake now that Jake's back covering our territory here, too. We love Jake. We do. Um, He's yeah. a great guy. He's just super knowledgeable, super just a good hang. And he's which, a lot like us. He, he's into bourbon. He's into cigars. He yeah. loves pairing, so it'll be a good day. And he loves the Mildias. Yeah. So we like him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so did you happen to smoke either one of the uh, TAA? I smoked the Lost Angels. Angel. Is it good? <laughs> Dude. Okay. I haven't smoked one okay, yet. Okay. So I thought we were going to smoke one on the show, and I forgot about it. 
Well, that's okay. I can still bring an, bring my other one. Um, the Lost Angel. It is. It would not surprise me if it was one of the like Lost Calaveras blends that they're pulling out again. Like it really reminds me of I think the 2018, which was a greenish label. Okay, okay. Um, that's the one that's almost impossible to find. Yeah, but it, it is darker. It. It reminds me a lot of the My Father Factory done stuff that yeah. they do, um, which is their, like, limited release stuff. So it's a great cigar. Well, I will tell you, like, give yours a little bit more time. Mine was a little bit wet when I when I went oh, for it. Oh, wet. Okay. Just okay. Be, I think it was just because of Florida humidor. Could and, be. You know. But uh, they were just coming off of 9,500-degree heat. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So, um and that's not due to Rob's humidor. That's literally due to the fact that he bought them while he was in Florida. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's just to be expected. It happens. You know, I normally give cigars a little bit more time, but I was so excited <laughs> that I. Put well, ahead I'll tell you. So the out. so I ended up buying a few of the TAA releases, and that the Espinosa Murcielago Gold Label. Yeah. Is amazing. Which Mike is. Oh. He brought he brought some more back from the same shop, Harbor yeah. Cigars down in Destin, and um, so he's he brought what they had left. I think they had eleven cigars left. I still kicking myself in the butt because they had a box when I was there. I should have bought a box, but I had no idea. I didn't smoke one yeah. yet. I wish I would have bought the whole box. It was that good. I did end up getting a couple of the Villager um, TA releases, the twenty twenty two and the twenty three. Which those. I think it was the 2022 that was a Mexican San Andreas over Nicaraguan blended at the Espinosa factory. It, I don't remember, honestly. I'd have to go back and look. Um, I, the first one I smoked of that, well, I only smoked one of them so far. It was the lighter one. So it must have been maybe Habano. I don't know. For all the hype, it, for me, it was just okay. Okay. Uh, but I've not smoked the dark one yet. So we'll see what that one comes out to I, be like. I do think it was... 22s that was a Mexican San Andreas over Nicaraguan Viner and Filler okay. because it made some of the top cigars of the year list and I got to looking at the makeup and was like, holy crap, that's the Senora cigars. Like it could be, hundred yeah. percent could be. Yeah. Well, so. and we've got. Um, I did see the that they're going to be releasing them hopefully in November. That's what they're that's what they're posting out right now. The Knuckle Sandwich Fifty Six. Which is that San Andreas knuckle sandwich, which is in the top of the top for me this year. Yeah. Because it did release last year. We didn't get it until Christmas. So that it is, couldn't go on last year. That has been cigars. my special occasion cigar. I bought. I got one left. I bought a couple here. I bought some when I was down in Nashville. Like, I have been babying those. Oh, I even bought some online. I had to buy a whole sampler just to get a couple of those. Oh, in yeah. It. And I was like, it's worth it. That's a fantastic cigar. Um, so, you know, when those 56s come in, I'm probably not going to be as generous. Yeah, I'm probably going to be buying. Yeah. yeah. I've already told him, I said, I'll take as many boxes as they'll allow me to buy. Yeah. Which, it'll be limited, so it'll probably be five boxes or something again. But I'm hoping for... More like twenty boxes because that'd I be amazing. I would love just a box to myself, but I know I would too. you have to be fair to everyone, and we've hyped them up to the point where I would feel bad doing buying a box with only five boxes total. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> 
<laughs> She's not. Lisa's in the mode yeah. of talking to somebody yeah. right now. <laughs> Lisa's over there talking while there are customers. <laughs> hey. Well, they were waiting. Now she's being sassy. So rude. So <laughs> rude. Put nah. her in a place, Rob. <laughs> nah, she's doing what I normally do, talk to yeah. customers, so. Yeah, man. But we're leaving her on the dust because she's running the place by herself right now. Yeah. So uh, this comes out on Monday. Tuesday is Halloween. Yeah. You Tuesday's do. when I'm getting the tattoo finished up. Well, cool. not finished up, but the next phase. What are you getting? Um, four flowers. Yeah. So getting the flowers for all three, all four of the girls. So probably Haley's go up. cannabis. <laughs> no, um, see, Rose, I, I have to look back. I can't remember what they were now. Yeah, I can't remember what they Are were Are you now. doing it in the same styling as your Probably, yeah. other one? Or, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to go on the inside, but I think what I'm going to go ahead and do is just go up and yeah. then finish off the inside at some point, cool. other point. So. Yeah, I mean, it looks like you finally healed up and got back to normal. I think so. Yeah. I hope so. Cool. Never had much issue with it. So other than the beginnings with the uh, tearing of the tape. Yeah. Which it's is so Santa scarred. Dirt. Is it scarred? Look at that. Oh, my gosh. That's from tape. Can't trust this dude with anything. <laughs> Serious. Damn tape. Yeah, tape. tape. <laughs> what a weak dude. Uh, I think I tore it off a little bit too early. Yeah. I'm hoping to go down to Nashville in the winter months of next year, depending on what I can uh, figure out for vacation time. Um, but go down there and get some more work done. Just because, you know, need yeah. some couple more tattoos it feels pretty empty right now yeah a lot of blank space is victoria into tattoos does she she, have does, any? she uh, doesn't have any okay um but i'd also like to get my ring tattooed on because yeah. i don't really like wearing one yeah um, that and she doesn't like when i'll just be working um fixing things around the house and scratching my ring um so that's what happens when you get a black ring no i mean it's not bad <laughs> so it is what it is. It is what it is. It's a wedding ring. Yeah. This is my second wedding ring. Yeah. Third. Third wedding ring. Uh, for, for, yeah. for your third marriage? No. Same marriage. <laughs> third, third ring. Um, so, yeah, something else I've, I've thought about doing, get your idea on this, too. Um, Jara, which is um, Jared. What's Jara. 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 I always call it Jara. Jara. What's the last name? Staten. Staten. So um, Brickhouse Coffee. Brickhouse Coffee. She's, you know, Jared moved out west. He's out in, I think, Montana now. Utah. Or Utah? Is it Utah? <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. Utah. He's out there now doing some, doing his, the coffee and some other things, too. So she's running the show here. I'd like to have her on the show. And um, we'll, we'll drink the Brickhouse Coffee and pair it with cigars. She's a cigar lover, too. Um, and then we could sit down and talk about Brickhouse. So... We'll probably have her on here hopefully in the next few weeks. Yeah, so uh, it'll definitely be a coffee-centric episode. Absolutely, so, uh, yeah. And that's what the majority of the episode will be talking about is probably sourcing coffee, yeah. brewing coffee, all the things. Um, I mean, it's it's very similar to whiskey and cigars. Yeah. There's a lot of the same thing with the, the farming and, and pretty much everything. The regions of the world, you know, if you have good tobacco, you're going to have good coffee beans. Yeah. And so it's going to be kind of fun to talk to her about that a little bit more. So I'll reach out to her. I'll write myself a note at some point somewhere. Yeah. I'll do it right now so I don't forget it. Absolutely. Um, and then 
super huge news. It feels totally fake. No, it's huge. Dr. J won the beard competition. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was about ready to throw my phone away. It was like this beard competition that nobody cared about. (laughs) Dr. J cared cared. deeply about it. You know what? Shout out to you, Dr. J. (laughs) You won. You won. You did it. Schnitzel bitches. That's for (laughs) you too. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was giving him a hard time. I said, you know what? I said, you're a doctor living in a nice neighborhood, making a great salary, and you're stealing away joy from some homeless dude with a crappy beard. Come on. He did have a pretty bad beard. (laughs) Like, there was two of them. There was one. Actually, the guy that ended up being in second place had a better beard. It was. It was long. It was just yeah, but he had it was, some commitment. It was, was kind of puby. It, it kind of was. Yeah. But the the guy I thought that was actually still in, in second place with him was the guy that had like the four foot mustache. Oh, my God. And I'm like, that poor guy looks like he lives in you a know, cardboard box. You know, I'm people, sorry. If you live in a cardboard box, good for you. <laughs> yeah. You're probably to not each listening their to own. This. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listening to this on your iPhone in your cardboard box. Um, <laughs> on your Nokia, maybe. Um, uh, but yeah, he kept blowing up our phone with updates on this and Mike Bother came in (laughs) and and helped him out. Probably pulled him through the finish line. Every freaking page. Yeah. Trump pages. Yeah. He kept posting that (laughs) at the bottom of uh, political advertisements and stuff like that. So it's, uh. I think there was even one. You're me in and out here, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm just playing. They don't hear anything. I know. Different. I don't hear anything either. <laughs> um, he he was uh, posting at the be- at the bottom of some like sales ads on Facebook and said, "You'll get seventy percent off your order if you vote for Scott part. Johnston." <laughs> and I am so surprised that Mike Bother is not in Facebook jail. Not yet. Not yet. yet. There's uh, still hope. It, they could catch up with him. And honestly, he's probably be fine with that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd probably do him some good. Get off Facebook a little mm. while. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the bothers was, are like Facebook mom and dads. Like if they yes. had a joint Facebook account, like a like a Mike <laughs> and Jen bother Facebook account, it would not shock me. <laughs> I, yeah, does Jen have her own? Yeah, account? she does. Oh, I guess maybe I just don't see her post as much as Mike. Maybe that's what it is. Um, <laughs> Are you friends with her on Facebook? I thought so. I mean, why Probably wouldn't I be? Not. You know, I thought so. But yeah, it's um, it was funny, and um, yeah, it went to the wire last night until midnight. Midnight was the cutoff, and I think he won by one vote, and he, he kept going back and forth all night long. So yeah, so. Good for you, buddy. Well, and uh, Scott's son, even at Belmont, yes. uh, got people to vote for him. <laughs> like, that is the most, it is the most teamwork thing ever mm-hmm. to get Scott to win. But you know what? He did have a way better beard than he that did. guy. He did. totally did. Well, and I'm, I'm, ex- I'm expecting with all that nice, um, you know, seasonings and all the, you know, the grill and all kinds of stuff he's getting out of this thing. I'm expecting some really good meat coming in here one day. For yeah, he was, uh, well, part of the Whittings was either a Weber kettle or Weber, Weber performer, which yeah. is a charcoal grill. I I mean, the performer is the kettle with a, like, table next yeah, yeah. to it. 
um, which is what I've got. I love the the Weber grill, like just for doing burgers. I've done wings on it. Like, yeah, it's the best way to go. Yeah. Like charcoal, direct heat stuff, hot and fast cooking. Charcoal is fun. Gotta love it. Gotta yep. love it. Do steaks on there. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. But uh, yeah, man. Um, it was funny. I'll talk about this a little bit because it's a. Uh, <laughs> Pretty close to public information at this point. Uh oh. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to listen to this. I've been interviewing at another church, and last night I uh, went there, met with some of the staff and okay. also the worship team. One of the worship team members found me on Facebook today, just an old guy, just one of the older guys there. And like, he's really kind, but he's definitely been like, DMing me all day long, and it's about like, cigars. No, just oh. just about life and stuff. And it's like, okay, dude, like I still don't have this job. Yeah, yet. <laughs> like, well, that's cool. No, I mean it, it's it's very kind. It's also very boomery of him. But <laughs> like, yeah. maybe they're excited to have you come oh, on, yeah. man. I sure hope so. You know, that's uh. So when do you hear about that? Since you brought it up, you know. Um, so this upcoming week, I'm having Victoria and I are having a dinner with the pastor and his wife. And that's just more of a casual sit down. Like they want to meet Victoria, but they also want to make sure that, um, the church is a place that she can call home. Yeah. Um, so they just want to kind of see that in her and they, he, they obviously know that she's not working for the church, but they want to make sure that if she has any questions or if she wants to see it before we commit to go in there, like it, it's very kind. And then, and then the next thing would be an offer in the form of an elders meeting. So that would be nice. <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the position at the church that I'm currently at is ending at the end of the year. So that's a, uh, no, actually, it's ending at the end of next week. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, get this job. It, it will end sooner than the end of the year if yes. I get this job. But this would be a uh, a wonderful thing, I think, on both ends. Um, the the church that I'm currently at is struggling financially, and uh, it would be good to get out there sooner than later, just to not yep. leave them in a harder place because. And you got to think about my salary. It's not much, but it's still like probably close to a thousand a week. Yeah, you know. So it's just like they don't if they don't have that expense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a uh, could be a good thing for both of us. Um, Good. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. A lot of life change happening right now. But yeah, I mean you're pregnant, so I mean that's kind of exciting. We are definitely not. <laughs> There's, um, yeah, we've taken precautions against things like yeah, that. Sometimes that works. Um, I would hope it's working. I mean, actually, the only it, precaution that's actually legit is if you truly are still virgin. I'm just telling you right now. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not that cautious. <laughs> but the, the precautionary measures are in place. We are not pregnant. Um, so, I, I mean, I think I think everybody on here wants to know. So, what's your favorite position right now so far? I don't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Bob, why don't you share first? I was talking about something else. What are you talking about? 
What are you talking about? What? 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 No, no, Robert. we're not going there. I won't make you answer that question. <laughs> okay. You're fine, but everybody wants to know. Nobody wants to know. I've been getting calls all week. All week. All long. week. That's what everybody's been asking. Everybody. They've been calling the shop phone. Asking <laughs> about that. There's like 14 messages back there just for you. Yeah. Dog, nobody even cares about me. You're right. No one <laughs> Let does. alone that. Yeah, nobody no one, wants no that. one cares. No, nobody wants no. that information. No. Uh, so, okay, what else? What else has been going on? Yeah, I, I don't know. I've seen a influx in the bourbon groups. You know, we're kind of getting into that, uh, Happy into season. the allocation season yep. and all of that. Um, I saw Big Reds doing their big event, which, if you don't know, has historically been rigged. So if you're going for the chance to win a Pappy, um, God bless Probably you. Probably ain't going to happen. But it's not going to happen. Don't let that be the only reason you're going to their event go for the tastings go for other things but like please don't make that the only reason you're going because you'll be disappointed yeah um historically those bottles and there's a lot of people that can attest to this and i don't know if it's changing this year i sure hope that it is but a lot of those bottles have gone to Matt's friends. So Matt is the guy that does all the tasting right. um, videos on uh, Big Red's Facebook page. So just just know that. Yeah. Well, so that that's a good thing to bring up because, I mean, we do have a ton of people that do listen that are into the into bourbon. Where are some, what are some good, um, I guess, events to go to or – where are some good places people could maybe hunt down some stuff? I mean, obviously, you can hit up, you know, your Myers and your Total Wines and stuff like that, which they're going to be, yeah. when they're on the shelf, once they're gone, they're gone. You really need to learn when they're going on the shelves. Otherwise, you're never going to have a shot. Okay. But, so, I mean, are there some good? So, good for Total Wine, uh, actually become a part of their club. They do allocated whiskey drawings um, every once in a while. It depends on how much money you spend there. So if you're by a total wine and you do your normal like beer shopping, your wine shopping, all that stuff there, definitely make sure you sign up online. It's kind of done by how much you spend there and they'll uh, and there's a lot of allocated products that do go to total wines. Yeah. So well, and that's a way to do them. Sometimes you just end up with a Blanton's and other times you end up with a Thomas Handy. Yeah. So. I've also seen some people that will watch when they when they drop stuff, yeah, and they'll order them online and go pick them up. Is that legit? I have on the, on the never been stuff? able to do okay. that. So I have I have seen that, um, but every time <coughs> my order has been canceled. So ah, uh, okay, yeah, okay. Um, so as far as the bourbon events go for um, the allocation season couple good ones to go to anything indiana liquor group indiana yeah. liquor group has notoriously taken care of their customers it will be a an event that you go to and you will be there probably standing around for a while yeah um but you, your ticket stand around expect to be there for a little while well and they they, own, they really own the make noble it, wines what yeah. are, what are the ones that they own they, now? They bought a ton. In yeah, the they have, and that's the thing too. The good thing about them is if you go on, if you go to any of the stores, like if you go to Noble Wine or any of the ones that are Indian Liquor Group, 
when you go through the register, they're going to ask you if you want to sign up for their email. Sign up. Sign up. Because they you, you get an email about once a week or once or twice a week, something like that, talking about the next tastings coming up. Um, a lot of them are going to be geared. I mean, a lot of their specials on their emails are typically geared around beer and stuff like that. Yeah. But they will have these these tastings out there and also the yeah. the the pickups. And it's like, yeah, that's a good way to actually be engaged with their group. Um, and, and there, there's a couple more that I could recommend going to. Um, I, I, I heard the last Payless Liquors event was pretty lackluster. I did too. Um, but in the past, those have been really good. Those have been really good and worthwhile. Uh, I know uh, the couple that I've been to, every single person got the chance to either it, walk away with a Blanton store pick or a E.H. Uh, e. Taylor small batch. So it's just like, well, you're not going to get those all, all day long. And right. they normally do put out some like uh, old Forrester store picks and stuff like that. So it, if you're looking, the nice thing about those is they make it so that if you, even if you don't have the opportunity to get something high level allocated, like in their back room, which you can draw to get into, they'll put like birthday bourbons and pappies and, uh, just the uh, the Four Roses small batch. I'm sure they'll have Maker's Mark Cellar Age back there. Yeah. If you don't get back there, you still have the opportunity to get store picks of, like, your mid- to low-level allocated products. Yeah. And uh, it, it can still be worth your while, if nothing else, for the camaraderie and just a, another bottle to drink on. Well, and some of the stores I like to go to that have a lot of store picks – um, obviously, you go down and see Ray down at Rural Inn. Mm-hmm. He's always got a lot of store picks out there that you can get every day. Uh, Market District has a ton. They do. Um, I really am impressed with their place. They, they, I mean, last time I was there, I think they probably had close to 40, maybe 50 yeah. store picks that were just available. Um, and their prices are not bad. Their prices are actually pretty good. So there's a couple of stores in Indiana you can do that with. Um, obviously, Myers. Meyer is starting to get into more, doing even more picks. Yeah, and so Meyer actually does get a lot of allocated bottles. Those go out to friends of the wine steward. So if you get in with the wine steward, a lot of times you basically have to date that person to get those bottles. Yeah. And it uh, seems like it's most easiest to do uh, at the Avon and the, and the, some of the north side um, Noblesville locations and stuff like that. So, okay. Um, those tend to be the ones that get the get product. More. Yeah. What about the one down by you down here in McCordsville? Does it I, get very much? Not really. No. Um, the, one, the one in McCordsville will get like store picks, stuff like that. So like Four Roses barrel proof picks, like they'll, they'll get a couple cases. Like the highest tier allocated product that I've ever found there was like the Remus Repeal Reserve 6. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I'll pick it up. I'm here. Also, Meyer's extremely fair, if not way under. They are. On pricing. Yeah, if you uh, find one there, just get it because you're going to be able to, even if you don't want it, you'll be able to probably trade it for something you do want because the price is going to be under MSRP, well, typically. And, and that's my thing. Like, If I'm ever at Meyer and I see stuff that, uh, like there was one time I went there and they had a Maker's Mark FAE 01. 
Okay. And I picked that up because I'm a big Maker's boy. That was their limited release before they started doing um, the Seller Age. And uh, I picked that up. It was $45. Oh, wow. Yeah, just way under retail. So you just know that if you're at Meyer and you see something like that somebody might want, even if you don't want it, hit up your friends. Do what I do. Hit up yep. your friends. See if somebody wants it. And uh, just share the love around don't yeah. let the people that are going on secondary get it it's no. just not worth it if you you know and that's kind of my thing if i have a friend that i know who's looking for a blanton's you know what the next blanton's i get i'm gonna hit them up mm-hmm. and uh, you know eventually maybe i'll finally run out of blanton's at my house that's open no yeah. i actually did at my bachelor party did you yeah some of my buddies drank drank yeah. the rest of it well, which, good for them it was amazing because that bottle had been open for two years. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah. So uh, it was just getting good is what you're saying, right? I guess. It All was, that extra it was, age. It was a store pick. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it, it's just one of those things. It's like just pass the love around. Yeah. And, and if you get an Eagle Rare store pick at one of these events and you don't want it, you know what? That makes a great Christmas gift. It does. It does. Somebody, we're in that time of year, man. I'm sure your father-in-law, who's mildly into bourbon, if he sees a Blanton's or an Eagle Rare under the Christmas tree, you're going to win a ton of brownie points. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just tell him, oh, this is the smoothest thing around, man. <laughs> so smooth. It, it's, it's good for what it is. That's for sure. But, yeah. <laughs> so smooth. So, doesn't... Didn't Indian Liquor Group also buy the Elite Beverages? Um, I don't know. Okay, that. I was thinking I they did. Think so. I may be wrong. Uh-uh. Yeah. Places so, to not go for allocated product <laughs> is any 21st Amendment. Just don't even bother. Oh, yeah. Their prices are over secondary. If you see something on on the counter at 21st Amendment and you're like, man, that's kind of tempting at that price, join a local secondary group and pay less or pay the same amount that they have it listed for and not pay tax. Right. Yeah. Well, and something else too is like when you're I mean, we're in we're in that vacation season a little bit right now, coming out of it now with fall break, but um, a lot of people when they go on vacation and you're in a touristy area and you go to the local liquor store, yeah. you're going to get screwed. Yeah. Um, especially down in Florida, man. You go to some of these ones that are in touristy areas, you're going to pay double secondary in a lot of this stuff. I mean, I saw I saw a Stag Junior Seven Batch Seventeen that was like two eighty. Gosh, and I'm like, that's just secondary stupid. nowadays. Here is two twenty for that, and that's even high from what I'd want to pay for it. Oh yeah, it's great stuff. But you know, when you're talking about the the pricing of some of these places, whenever I go on vacation anymore, I always ask locals what's the best liquor store yeah. to go to, and they'll tell you. Um, and that's how I found that Garrison Brothers. That was uh, right next door to the Harbor Cigars. I was down there. The other thing you can do is go on to um, Facebook and join some of the local bourbon groups. Yeah. And you'll be able to join it the week before you go and just watch and see which stores in that area get drops. That and also, you know, Put a note out there that you're going to be in town. You might be able to meet up with some local guys and have a little bottle share or even at least have some pours at a great bar somewhere with somebody. So yeah, I that's mean, a fun way to meet people. I used to do that all the time when I'd go down to Nashville. I, I uh, There was a, uh, 
there was one time I went down and I said, hey, I would, uh, I'd like to try, I don't even remember what it is. Anybody have a sample? Like, I would swap samples with you. And there were just guys coming out of the woodwork to share their bottles with us. And that yeah. ended up with Isaiah and I sitting at some dude's home bar just trying stuff. And I brought a whole backpack full of bottles and was like, hey, I bet you haven't seen these before. Like, yep. check this out. I mean, I'm sure part of that bag was full of Starlight Distillery only picks. But they were ones that I that I found to be special. And you know what? He appreciated those. Yeah. Yeah, because once you get out of the out of our region here, no one's ever heard of it. Yeah, let alone tried it. So, well, that's cool, man. Yeah, we um we spent some time with um, the boys at Crowded Barrel, and um, it was so much fun to talk to them about just the processes they're going through. They're trying to grow and get into more markets. Um, I finally got the the contact with them um, to actually get on their little council to help them in in some ways whatever i can do yeah but it's going to be you're, you're hopefully we're going to start seeing crowded barrel up this way a little bit more um i'm excited man because i feel like a lot of these distilleries that have been around for a little while that have kind of been more regional i mean hell just the last couple of years chat chattanooga whiskey company yeah. has become super popular in indiana because they finally have making enough product they can ship out and we're gonna i think we're gonna see a lot more of that coming in the next year or so um and I'm glad because, you know, some of these, like Will, Will travels a lot for his job and he'll just bring back a bottle of some random distillery and we'll try yeah. and I'm like, damn, that's good stuff. And they're just, they're not even distributing. They're just selling out of their um, distillery. So, you know, I, I feel like a lot of these smaller brands are going to start distributing more and we're going to see a lot more coming into Indiana in the next couple of years. Yeah. So even on that, I would... Uh, uh, Almost, I know we're a little early still, but on the, like on the whole gifting thing, what what do you give somebody that has every single bottle of bourbon already? Store picks, exactly. It's store picks, store and, picks, or or distillery only picks at a distillery you were traveling and you fell in love with. You're not going like to get that. somebody like Rob and I a Blanton's, and I mean, of course, we'll be appreciative. Yeah, of absolutely. It, yeah, yeah, but. You know, most of the time we would rather have, uh, I mean, I even think about Ray's pick, uh, oily mess. Yeah. Be like, man, if if that bottle came in for me, I'd be like, oh my goodness. And that was a heaven's door pick. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, if you find something that you like, you know what? Buy that for your bourbon buddy and hold on to it for Christmas. Or, Tell you what. Or break it out at Thanksgiving. And here's a pro move, too. If you're in any of those, like, white elephant exchanges, bring a bottle. Yeah. Bring a bottle of something special because everyone will fight over that yeah, bottle. Yeah, they will. Everybody will. Yeah. Um, and I will say some of the most fun um, white elephants I've been a part of was when three-quarters of the group brought bottles of stuff. Heck yeah. And it's like, it was so much fun because you start seeing people jockey around to figure out what bottle they want and everyone walks away happy. So that that's actually something we ought to do here is have a, have a, um, a bottle, like what else and thing. Yeah. That could be a lot of fun. So put that together, Isaiah. Thanks, put it buddy. together. All Isaiah. your extra time. Yeah. All my extra time. Dude, I am swamped right now. You're it's fine. Just like You're fine. Between, uh, interviewing for a new position, trying to close out my old one well. Satisfying um, the wife. I'm also in grad school. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, uh, by the way. By the way, what? That uh, patio was looking good, man. Yeah, dude. He just uh, got done, you know, blocking off his patio, and he's yeah. got his uh, solo stove out there. I'm like, yeah. dang, it's got the fence all around the property. Yeah, now. It looks I'll, like you I'll live in the suburbs. Yeah, I, I feel like I do. <laughs> it's kind of the hood. <laughs> yeah, but you're, I mean, that, that backyard's special, man. No, I'm going to have, we're planning on having people over sometime soon. Uh, I got a like today, um, we're recording a little bit later today because it's the last um, good weather day for like the next week or so. And I still had some exterior painting to do. So I've just been out all morning yeah. painting the house because um, I had pressure washed it and started painting before the wedding. And it's like, well, I can't just leave this raw wood all no. winter. <laughs> like, nah, because we have uh, cold weather coming here in the next few days. Yeah. When this when this drops, I think the the low tonight is going to be in the twenties. Yeah. So, yeah, we're almost done with being able to paint outside, buddy. Yeah, we are. I know, and I'm not all the way done, but I'm a lot closer. Mm-hmm. So we'll take it. You know. Well, um, and you've done a lot of work getting ready for, you know. Yeah, you get married and you're, you know, moving her into the house and everything else. You kind of want to make everything kind of special, you know, new and fresh for everybody. And you've done a lot of work on that. So good for you on that. I mean, and it's also just I saw a study a couple of weeks ago that I think it was like 90 percent of Americans can't afford to buy a house right now. Yeah. So what does that mean? We're going to make this house everything we need it to be. Yeah. Until we absolutely can't anymore. Exactly. Yeah. You I don't mean, like the color of the house, or it needs repaint. It did need to be painted. Yeah, like, it was just all white, and it was dirty, and it was chipping off, and you know, yeah. all the things. So just let, let's do it up, and we'll be here as long as we can. Yeah. Well, in her job, she's basically driving from home to whatever she's doing anyway, so she doesn't have to be in any specific location. No, not really. And your 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 new job potentially is going to be, you know, 15, 20 minutes away from your house. Yeah. Going away from traffic. Yeah. This time of year, the only thing you have to deal with, maybe the occasional combine on the road. Yeah, serious. Not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're finally taking down all the corn and soybeans around they are. me. So, uh, We've seen a lot of deer move. Yeah. And I found a, I literally, I've been going up to Missinawal and Salamone fishing a lot, yeah. you know, my days off. And I... Never haven't been having any luck much this year. It's like the weather every day I go has just been terrible. I've been going over here literally like a mile from here at a at Fall Creek under a bridge and catching smallmouth like crazy. Dang. <laughs> like that's why, fun, why do I though. go anywhere, yeah, man? So I've been yeah. catching some. You know, I think I, I caught a four and five pounder, um, and then everything else has been small. But you know what? Small fish are still fun to catch. Yeah, I mean, small small or smallmouth and largemouth are fun yeah, to catch. Yeah, they are. Well, and you, especially when you're fishing, like you can just sit there, smoke a cigar, fish. Yep. Especially if you're bobber fishing. I was, and I'm I'm usually casting bait. You're casting yeah, yeah. Um, lure. Well, the uh, I do like the um, the the shallow shallow um, lures, and then Ryan he likes top top bait quite a bit. <laughs> the top water, like the poppers are super fun. Yeah. Like just seeing he something. He catches a crap ton of smallmouth. Man, just seeing something it. something smash a popper oh. is the most satisfying thing. Because like, if you're dragging along the bottom, like you can't see that. You feel it. You definitely yeah, yeah. feel it. But when you see something like smash a little tiny frog oh. that you've got at the end of your line, oh, that yeah. is the best feeling ever. Yeah. Also, it just means like, oh, I've got the motion of this one down. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, yep. 
yeah, frogs are fun. That's a fun thing too. It's like, I don't know if you've ever been actually frog fishing, like not fishing for frogs. Uh-uh. They're, they're freaking um, carnivores, man. They will actually eat each other. Hmm. And you get a little frog out there and the frogs just attack it. Wow. And I remember uh, fishing up in Michigan and uh, we would catch, I mean, you'd literally throw throw the frog out there and you get this big bullfrog grabbing a hold of it. You got three frogs grabbing a hold of him. Dang. And you pull them up, you got like four frogs on your on your line. Yeah. Like these guys just want to cannibalize each other, man. It's it's insane. That's cool. I guess right, it I makes think we're, sense. Yeah, I think we're pretty much done now. So um, yeah. how's that cigar treating you? Dude, it's a knuckle sandwich Maduro. It is. It's fantastic. I love this Robusto size too. I mean, I, I like the Toro, but... I like something that's going to not last quite as long, and this this little Robusto it's a long is good. smoking Robusto. It is, too. it is. I mean, we've been going oh, not quite an hour on it, but um, I'm still, I still got, I'm just in the second third. You're just approaching the final. Yeah, I'm approaching the final third. But uh, if you have, I'm sure we've done this on the show before. The cigar. I think we did the the Corona Gorda. I I believe. Okay. Yeah. But. So if you want to know the tasting notes and really a deep dive into that, I'm sure we paired it with something port finished mm-hmm. or um, something like that because that's a perfect pairing for this. I also think our old Clifty. Um, the I've, brandies. Yeah. Uh, but specifically that, that port rye one. Would go great which, with this. You know, supposedly we learned this week that a bottle ended up in Fred Minnick's hands. It did. Um and, you know, it's funny because, you know, Alan Bishop, he's the – shout out. Well, you know, I mean, shout out. Drink something. Um, Alan, Alan was on the Fred Minnick show, which they're, they're buddies too. And um, he was telling Fred, he, he gave him a bottle of our pick, and he said, these are the two picks that we did were the two best things he's ever put out. And that's that, that made me feel really good that we did yeah. that great of a job picking, but also – he knows what the hell he's doing, and those were amazing picks. So I'm anxious to hear. I don't know if on that show. I haven't got to find that show even to, mm-hmm. to listen to it. I'm anxious to see if they cracked it and he, he had any of it because I would yeah. love to hear Fred's opinion well, on it. Well, the other thing is, is Alan is just, was just excited about us picking brandies mm-hmm. because that's his baby. It know? is. Uh, the bourbons that they make, the rice they make, he's passionate about, but these are his child. Yep. Yep, and uh, that it's brandy and absinthe are his two favorite things to make. Yeah, those are his loves. He does them well. Does them well. He does them very well. Well, I but. think that's it for today, guys. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just wait for you. I thought you were hitting buttons over there already. So. I, I did now. All yeah. right, cool. Well, <laughs> well, guys, you can follow. Yeah, me yeah, there was a train coming by. You waited too late. I, I oh, did. Well. There's yeah, a train. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar. You can find me on Instagram at The Whiskey Pastor. Please like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, and leave us a review on whatever podcast platform that you're on. Yeah, it um, definitely helps. It does. If you have anything or any pairing you love and you'd like us to try, you know, bring us a couple cigars and a little sample bottle full of your whiskey. You don't have to give us the whole bottle like no. Will so graciously did. Uh, Ish. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, we love to try it. We'd love to see what's tickling your fancy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks a lot, guys, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.
Our wonderful new table is brought to you by Deadwood Live. That's D-E-D Wood Live. Go check them out on Facebook and see what Derek can do for you. From bars to tabletops to a giant podcast table, they specialize in making super high quality furniture from live edge woods and reused barrels. So reach out to them on Facebook and see what they can do for you.